everybody. Welcome to Kame House Party. I'm Vince. I'm Aaron. And this is the universe's only improv comedy Dragon Ball watch along podcast. That's right. I threw all those words together in a pot, and this is the podcast that you get. Uh, we're, we got a great episode ahead of us. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about episode number 35 of Dragon Ball. Not going to get to the titles yet. We've got a format going, so I'm going to keep going with that. Uh, and that format starts with uh, something we like to call Kame Housekeeping, because we're inviting you into a fun party where we're going to talk about the last episode of Dragon Ball that we watched, maybe do some improv along the way. But I'm not I'm not going to bring you in here, Aaron and I. We care about presentation. So we got to do, we got to clean up. I, I see, I see an old keg over there. It's starting to smell. There's some solo cups over here. They're starting to smell. <laughs> uh, pizza box. Everything's starting to smell in here. We got to clean it up, Aaron. And the first piece of Kame housekeeping, we're going to clean it up right here, right now with the world famous UN sanctioned one minute roundup. Hood chop. Cutting firewood's a hard chore, but real rewarding. Uh, that 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 sure is true. I mean, um, pick picking up these uh, sticks is it's a hard chore. I mean, I'm uh, the drawer wheel, and I got picking up sticks, mm-hmm. clearing the campsite of sticks, and I'll just say it's mighty tiring work, huffing yeah. and puffing. And I got chop enough firewood for the entirety of winter in one day. Even though that last part seemed scribbled on separately. Uh, it was almost that's, like that's it, was the added, wheel. it was added hastily to the chore wheel to keep you mm. occupied. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just it seems the two of us here in this, in this here camp. Yep, but... As as Mama always said, chore wheel does as chore wheel do. That's right. Well, I'm just about finished with this chore. I'm gonna move over to my next chore, which is uh, resting. That's right. If, mm-hmm. if none of us rest, who who will who will? Is what I say. And after this firewood, my next chore is hunt Big Earl, the grizzly bear that has been pestering campers all these years. <laughs> oh, no. Damn it, no! <laughs> I was trying to add more! I was gonna give him, like, hook hands. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't, I would've. Uh, and, and see. see. That improvised Western scene, Aaron and I used to, to loosen up or tighten our improv muscles for whatever the discussion leads us to throughout the episode. Uh, you'll have to wait at, or imagine in your own mind <laughs> what kind of awful grizzly bear creature Earl is. <laughs> Maybe this bear has hook for hands. Maybe this bear has hooks for feet. Maybe he's trying to uh, relieve himself of all uh, misdeeds during his life. One episode at a time. Uh, maybe Earl knows a bear named Yogi. He's trying to get some picnic baskets. Who knows? Um, and who cares? <laughs> because we have to get into the one-minute roundup proper, where one of us, this time Aaron, has 60 seconds, one minute, to summarize everything that has happened in Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Up until this point, 34 episodes in total for Dragon Ball Z. 
150 plus episodes of Dragon Ball. Uh, Aaron, I mean, we've been doing this for years. I'm assuming you're ready for another round. I'm always ready for another round. Up. Ah. (laughs) And here it goes. What 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 did our thing? What was our saying? Are you ready to round up? Fuck! What was our saying? That oh, was yeah, very we, good. Oh damn it! Uh, well, shit. it is that kind of show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I am ready to round up. Ca- right. Catchphrase or no? And here we go in three, two, one. Dragon Ball is about seven magic crystal balls. If you collect them all, boy, oh boy, do you get any wish you want. And it stars Goku, the main contender, who is a little boy sent from space uh, to destroy the planet. But he said, no, 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 I'll hit my head instead and become a good boy. And he did. And here is Good Boy Adventures. Uh, He stopped several people from taking over the world via the Dragon Balls. An entire army, a a little goblin dude with henchmen, a bunch of people. Uh, He's trained in the art of karate. Um... He has entered three different martial arts tournaments. He's only won one of them, but that's all you need, baby. Uh, he saved the world from demons, both father and son demons. Uh, and then, you know what? He's like, I've done enough adventuring. Let me get married. Uh, and he did. <clears throat> Had a son named Gohan. Uh, his brother from space came, tried to kidnap him, kidnap the kid, but ended up killing Goku instead. Then that dude's friends came down to try and destroy Earth, and Goku trained and then came, and they're fighting right now, and they're almost dead, maybe? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. It oh, is, boy. It has been a hot minute I know. since I've done that. How you feeling? How you feeling? Not great. <laughs> I, I look down, I'm like, oh, there are only 15 seconds left. Good. <laughs> well, this is a perfect opportunity to, to tell you, Aaron, thank you for your, for your service in this one-minute roundup. The UN, uh, I, I can see the live feed from, from the UN uh, hall there. <laughs> The representatives are clapping. They're cheering for you. Imagine and, uh, the translators just sweating <laughs> bullets trying to keep up with us. I don't want to, but I do want to let the audience know why we do that one minute roundup. It's for your benefit and the benefit of of uh, unified peace among nations in order to make sure that you, the listener, are are caught up. You know, we, we do this one minute roundup, so you don't have to go back and listen to every single episode of the podcast. You don't even have to go back and watch every single episode of Dragon Ball to know where we are right now. But look, don't be shy. You know, go back. Check it out if you want to know what happened in those three tournaments or learn how Goku hit his head and all that stuff. There's a Demon King and his son. I pff, We don't have any of those right now in, in these episode, recent episodes of Dragon Ball. And... I'm going to issue another challenge. If anybody wants to send in their own one-minute roundup, you can send that to us at KameHousePartyPod at gmail.com. Look, join the party. Send in a roundup. It's fun for the whole family. <laughs> or extremely stressful. Either way, the, the door is open. And now we can get into the second piece of Kame Housekeeping, where I tell you, the listener, that Aaron and I watch two different versions of the show. I watch the English dubbed version while Aaron watches the Japanese English subtitled version. Uh, Why? Well, a long time ago in a place in New Jersey, we came together and had made a mistake that we turned into our our misasterpiece. We found that the comparisons and the contrastiones uh, helped to fill this rich podcast with laughter 
joy, and odd localization and translations. And that usually starts with the title. And because we're in Dragon Ball Z, Z land, I will start with the English title for Dragon Ball Z episode 35. Mercy. Anything else? Um, uh, let me thumbing uh, through my notes. Um, uh, Any other words you might have left out? Or? Uh, sh- no, no, absolutely not. Just one word. Just mercy. Mercy me. <clears throat> that that's a bit different from mine. <laughs> so for episode thirty-five of Dragon Ball Z, the Japanese title, roughly translated, is "Cause a Miracle." Son Gohan, the Super Saiyan. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. They're invoking Super Saiyan. They're invoking. They, they've, they've batted around it once or twice here. Oh my god! I know Vegeta said it. He has. I thought. I thought so. Right. Oh my god! This is this is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how to. I can't bounce back from this. Also, to call Gohan a Super Saiyan. I don't look. Oh, thank you, Aaron, for sharing that title. Um, I, I appreciate the title. You know, I, comparing it to mine, it seems like somebody just got lazy on my end. Mm-hmm. They're like, ah, oh, crap. Uh, this has to go out tomorrow. What happens in this episode? I don't know. Somebody show someone mercy. Uh, that's a, That's it. See, I thought you were going to get hung up on the cause of miracle part. I don't. That's no, the no, most no. exciting part to me. I, I'm just... I get all tingly when I hear Super Saiyan so close to to the next arc. You know start what I'm bu- saying? You start buzzing, yeah. Yeah. I get start you. Start vibing. <laughs> Feeling like I'm going to dye my hair. Shall we Shall we get to the episode proper? Yes. Yes, of course. And I think we're going to get some differences in how this scene might play out, given how the last episode ended and some of the Corrin translations or not translated <laughs> lines of dialogue. Um, because Bulma, Chi-Chi, Corrin, and Roshi are headed towards the battle scene. And, uh, Corrin, in mind, giving Bulma more directions. She's like, which way do I go now? He says, over there. That's the island. Uh, then Chi-Chi inexplicably just starts choking him. And is saying, uh, I'll choke all nine lies out of you if you don't answer my questions about how Goku and Gohan are doing. And I was wondering if that was any different in your episode, if Corrin may have said something to uh, provoke such a choking. Yeah, so, oh, very similar. Uh, Similar, I didn't write down what Chi-Chi said exactly, but a similar sentiment. But it is Chi-Chi just, no reason, let me choke out this cat. (laughs) Which if you, which is, which is horrifying. Very much so. As a cat owner, uh, I can just say this, triggered. Uh, Roshi gives the... Zinger of, quote, I told you we shouldn't have brought her. Roshi, come on now. Why does she need to go? <laughs> Goku's my friend. He's my pupil. But Roshi, that, that's it. That's her husband and her son. What are those? Family, Roshi. Husband. Roshi, you, you have family. You have a sister. Mm-hmm. Yes, a sister. That's it. That's a family. Would you not want Baba to come see you after a, an intense battle for the Earth's safety and sovereignty? Corrin, I'm not a fucking idiot. I understand familial bonds, but 
I'm what I've like a family is a brother and sister. That's it. What are you? What is a husband? What is a son besides son Goku? I mean, technically, Roshi, you had to be someone's son. Mm, not ringing any bells. If you explain, uh, <laughs> what do you mean? So someone, someone before me? Okay, th- mm. I did not think this conversation was going to go in, th- in this direction. But Roshi, okay, you you had parents who mm. who raised you up until the point where I believe you turned sixteen, and then you became a Lothario martial artist. <laughs> No, let me, let's see. What's my earliest memory? Me and Baba playing. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and do you remember any larger people there? Some people mm. you may have thought were giants at the time. Oh, wait, you mean those giants who gave us food? Dolph, Proshi. Those, those kindly giants who are not related to us in any way. No, 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 no. That's what I'm telling you. Those were your parents. Those see. were your Parental units. One, let me. I don't think so. I mean, because look, one. Let me describe them. One giant was bald, always uh-huh. wore sunglasses, had a uh-huh. had a spiffy beard, uh-huh. uh, pretty handsome. Uh, the other one was some sort of tall witch, who floated around on a pack of tarot cards. Let me guess. She had pink hair. Pink hair, huh? I mean, it was more of a fuchsia, but yeah, I guess you could say pink. A salmon, perhaps. So, real quick. Mm-hmm. They resemble you and your sister almost to a T. And now I'm confused as to whether or not you might be clones. Let's see. Hold on. I'm remembering an earlier memory earlier than that. Let's see. I'm floating oh, no. in some sort of <laughs> goo. Someone who's a very handsome bald man puts their hand on the glass in front of me. Um, that Hold you on. Know, I don't know how that's related to Roshi, let me. Let me, let me stop you right there. Did that bald man ever say you're going to kill that blasted hedgehog? Are you, are you, wait, are you saying I'm related to some sort of, uh, Eggman? Yes. I'm trying, I'm trying to suss out if you are, in fact, a product of Dr. Eggman. I mean, look, I do, speaking of family, I do have uncles. One was a robotic chicken. (laughs) The other was some sort of tank person with a drill nose. But they were a lot of fun. They 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 were cut-ups. Did you have a cousin, perhaps, that was a giant purple cat that liked to go fishing? I'm not as cut-up in my extended family. Anyway, look, so I'm gonna I gotta say, go I'm going to say maybe, I assume. Oh, Bulma, Bulma, we're here. We're here. Pull over. Eep. And see. see. Those were air brakes. <laughs> Are we presupposing? The Dragon Ball universe is also in the Sonic the Hedgehog verse. I mean, I'll say this. There are definitely some Green Hill Zones that we've seen in the Dragon Mm -hmm. Ball universe. People turn... I mean, which came first? I mean, Dragon Ball came first. Yeah, Dragon Ball came first. I think we all saw the Instagram post. Vegeta looked hedgehog-esque with his hair all flushed out. Sonic, I believe, has canonically turned into some sort of great ape. Uh, well, he turns golden, much like a Super Saiyan. Isn't there a game where he's a werewolfsman? Oh, we don't talk about that game, Aaron. <laughs> is that not canonical? I think it is, which is the worst part. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to get into Sonic Cannon. This, we're we're gonna right. have to answer a lot more questions. All right, we, all right, all right. Yeah, if we keep going down that road, what we gotta talk about though is Yajirobe 
as I missed in the roundup, Gohan, his tail has grown back. There's that artificial moon in the sky. Any second now, Gohan's going to go ape. Vegeta is about to stop him, but Yajirobe comes out and just slashes his back. And like, oh, this is so good. I was so happy to see this from Yajirobe. Yeah. I was also very into this. A testament to how strong Yajirobe is because he, with his own power, slashed through Vegeta's armor, which tanked a spirit bomb blast. So that's a, that's one strong dude. Yeah, he drew blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I love that after Vegeta falls down, Yajirobe has like this huge victory moment. And my favorite line is, I beat you, you dirtbag. <laughs> Dirtbag's a very good slam. Uh, it's such a good slam. Um, but Vegeta, again, I'm I'm really digging Vegeta's lines in this because he keeps waking up with zingers. Because <laughs> he, he wakes up and says, what was that, tubby? Hey, come on. <laughs> That's a little low, don't you think? Don't you think it was a little low that you hit me in the back? A warrior? You that coward. Ain't. Just call me Ghost of Pangea World. <laughs> I heard that got an eight on Metacritic. A mm-hmm. pass. A pass? That's right. Vegeta only plays tens, homie. <laughs> you only date and only play tens. <laughs> that's that's the Saiyan way. What are, what, what are the great video games that Saiyans play? I need ah, some yes. wrecks. Tenkaichi Budokai 3. Of course. Legacy of Vegeta 2 on GBA, unreleased on Earth. Wait, are you just making a bunch of games? No, 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 no. Based on you? The Saiyan's Creed. Hold on, I'm looking it up. Saiyan's Creed. Wait a minute. The Last of Us, a Saiyan story. Let me guess. It's you, that baldy. Uh, you gotta take, you gotta transport him somewhere? That's right. And there is, and there are a bunch of doll zombies. I have to get Nappa back to the Frieza Force. But then you, uh, but uh, I don't want to look. I don't want to spoil it. Along the way, I end up loving him. Hold up! I'm popping up my phone. Go to the PS app there. Let's see. Give it a uh, download. It's uh, it's not available on my planet. Damn it! Got to use the VPN. You have to start set your location as uh, Planet Vegeta. Uh, let's see. I think I can do it through the app. Doot, doot, doot. Oh, it's, uh, it's it's not available. What? <laughs> Wait, didn't you know this? What? <laughs> Weren't you there when it happened? No, I wasn't there when it happened. What happened? Oh, that's true. You were off planet. My rip. I think your planet gets destroyed. Isn't that the whole hullabaloo about all this? Hashtag spoiler alert. <laughs> I can't wait to see what they put in The Last of Us. Saiyans part two. It's Nappa's story. It's Nappa's story. Anyway, slice, 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 slice. Ah, oh, you're blocking a bunch. Even even ev- after everything I've taken, I can still dodge your uh, your errant sword swings and I'm going to punch you in the stomach so hard you go through a rock. First, can I say, I was only joking. And another quote for me, let me be your friend. <laughs> I think you're a cool guy. No chance. Uh, now everyone sees my panties. And see. see. All that happened. All that and more. The whole exchange. There's a, there's a lot of crotch shots from Yajirobe. Yeah, I mean, I wish they didn't do him that dirty, but <laughs> he, 
He's there for comedic effect, I guess. Yeah, there's a yeah, there, there's a lot of swings in like these two minutes of Yajirobe. And there is just a shot of Vegeta just wailing on his taint, right? That's how they angle it. I, I think I, the way they angle it, yes, it looks like he's punching his taint, but I I <laughs> sorry, that's just a funny thing to say. Uh but a I, I think shot. he's like punching him in the stomach technically. It's not uh, very clear, but for the sake of uh comedic effect, yeah, he's he's punching him in that in that uh red thong. You have to get punched. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's how it is. You want it in the bread basket or you want it in the taint? With the taint, I can guarantee that it will be it'll be the middle. Okay. Neither front nor back. She'll she'll come in contact with the knuckle. You know what? I, I'm I'm a little wary of my pelvic bone, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take it in the gut. I'm gonna take it in the bread basket. <laughs> I'm not gonna go for the taint this option. Both are horrible. To be both fair. are bad. I'm always scared. I'm like, oh, am I gonna is like a Houdini gonna happen where like something ruptures? Oh God. Right. Oh God, Harry Houdini. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. But, but I'm worried about like a hernia if you get hit in the taint. That's though. A true. You also got to spread out. Yeah. Stirrups are probably involved. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you can't get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get it clean. Yeah. You're going to have to rent a doctor's chair. <laughs> I'll just say stomach just for familiarity's sake, but neither are good. No. I say all this grossness to say Yajirobe has taken some licks. Oh, for sure. Goku telepathically connects with Gohan to try to get getting him to look at the false moon. Goku knows that Gohan's power is the only thing that can save them in this moment. Gohan obliges, looks up. At this point, it's a little too late for Vegeta to stop him, but it doesn't stop Vegeta from continually to punch a child. This is so... <laughs> it's such a weird image. Oh, I was going to say hilarious to me. It's, it's just Vegeta desperately hitting a kid <laughs> as <Yeah>. he gets big. <laughs> no, no, no! <laughs> It's like it's like he's got a sourdough starter that's that's gone out of control. <laughs> once you, once you pop, fun don't stop. Yeah, the ye- the yeast bubbles have gotten out of hand. There's too much fermentation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in this. But I mean, we get a we get another cool transformation sequence. We see like every single stage of Gohan's transformation. Uh, unfortunately, I I think the most disturbing is that first shot where he's. Almost, it, it looks like he's a small great ape, but with very thin hair. So it's like he's just hairy all over, but it's not full fur. It's gross. Are you referencing the shot where he's just on his back and he's just, he just looks like a hairy dude with a gut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's uh, there's no business down there? <laughs> it's, it's shadowed. The business has yet to be seen, mm-hmm. but we assume it's there. Do the apes have the business? Uh, or is it unnecessary in apo mode? Maybe it's not necessary in apo mode. Maybe the apes are just modest, you know? They let their tails hang out. Can't let their front tails hang out. Too vulnerable. You'd be too vulnerable if you let your front tail out. <laughs> like a raid in Destiny. All 12 players. Even for that dick. <laughs> Gohan, he, he, he achieves his ape form. He's going on a bit of a rampage. Krillin comments he's just like Goku when he used to change. He doesn't remember anything. Uh, we're all in a little bit of a, in trouble. And Gohan is marching towards Yajirobe and Krillin. 
with a giant rock for which to smash them. But of course, Goku's telepathy breaks through the Gohan and redirects him towards Vegeta. The standout part for me is the fact that Vegeta is still putting up a, a, a hell of a fight at this moment. Like, he's able to dodge, uh, counterattack. He kicks Goku's, like, face it, Gohan's face in, in the ape form. Like, ugh. I was like, Jesus, Vegeta. He's keeping up, but he is sort of hobbling around. He knows he can't continuously go head-to-head with a Gohan. Gohan taking a few shots from Vegeta, trading blows, right? That, that's how we get to our first commercial. Hey, you dumb cat. Oh, hey, Yajirobe. I see you're listening to a podcast on your favorite podcast app. Oh, yeah, Yajirobe, that's right. I'm listening to my, fav- my very favorite podcast, Kame House Party, uh, in, my, in my headphones. They're large enough to fit my cat-like ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got over-the-cat ears. That's right. Look, I'm going to say, if you're such a big fan of Kame House Party, that means you've uh, rated and reviewed them, right? Huh? What? What do you mean, Yajirobe? Rate and review? I, I mean, here's my review. It's great. It's a wonderful podcast. Uh, it's very funny. I think the hosts are, are are fantastic. I love the way that they talk about you. And handsome. And they're, they're handsome. Their average height is great. <laughs> they got great fundamentals. <laughs> they would go far in a two-on-two tournament. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But look, what I'm saying is, don't tell me that. You got to tell everyone else. And you do that by take, going to that podcast app. All right, I'm opening star. it up. Mm-hmm. Click five stars or whatever system they have. I'm assuming uh, five stars. Done. And then where it says ride review, you do that. I don't know if anybody else is listening to our conversation, but if they are, maybe they could use this review to write their own or get started with theirs. O-M-G. Becky, listen to this pod. I mean, have you ever seen a pod that, that's got such a, uh, a fat butt full of jokes? I mean... It's not only hilarious, but it's heartwarming. It it covers one of my favorite things, myself and my friends and our adventures across the universe and fighting evil. And they do it in a fun, fantastic way. Not to mention, they have great fans that like to write in episodes and it makes the, the whole experience that much more of a communal focus. Uh, Kame House Party. It's for everybody. Even cats who know martial arts. And, uh... My bean-hungry friend, Yajirobe, too. Yeah, that won't be hard to write down later. <laughs> so, so people, I don't know, can easily copy and paste it from a show description? Maybe. Or they could just play it back. <laughs> One word at a... Yeah. People love more work. Anyway, my understanding that they got a lot of fans just searching podcast apps. So rating and reviewing's the way to put their show on top. That's right. Make sure that Kame House Party gets to the top of your feed and everyone else's by rating and review. That's what you're telling me, right, Yajirobe? Yeah, that's what I was getting around to. Sorry, I saw some beans in the in the, in the corner of my eye. You stay away from really those beans. Those, mm. Yajirobe, those beans are for Goku. But those frijoles. Uh, <laughs> those legumes. How many other ways can you say beans? Um, Those ground biscuits. I, I've never heard that one before, but I'll take your word for it. Those little delights. Little little delights. You talk about little Debbies? The uh, those pod pastries. Empanadas? <laughs> Ooh, a bee and empanada? Mmm. Hey, enough talking about great podcasts. 
and and the system of discovery for them. Let's get some empanadas. Yeah, yeah. Your Ruby. treat. My treat. We're going to Empanada Mama. <laughs> All right. Well, as we leave, I guess we should just throw it back to whoever's listening. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. Wait, who's listening? Vegeta, Aaron, still has enough energy to, to launch a volley of blasts at Gohan while he's at midair lunging for Vegeta. Not enough to do anything, but it was very impressive to watch. Oh, yeah. I, I thought, it, one, it looked great. Two, felt great. Three, great setup for this move I was not expecting. I completely forgot that this was a thing that happened. In my head, I remember this being another, like, oh, Yajirobe gets back up and cuts off Gohan's tail. Like, they just did it again. Mm-hmm. But, nope. Instead, Vegeta uh, uses a Destructo disc uh, to cut off Gohan's tail in midair, which is also rad. I mean, that's why he's one of the greats. Truly. The the only bad thing is, as Gohan is uh, de-transforming, uh, Vegeta can't get out of the way. <laughs> He even says, like, I can't get around him. I think in mine, he just sort of like, oh, I'm too weak. There's not enough power to to fly past. Look, as if Vegeta would ever say he's too weak for anything. But Gohan falling head over heels onto Vegeta, pinning him to the ground. Big kaboom. Everybody thinks that ought to do it. He's down for the count. Can't kill this Vegeta at all. Can't can't keep him down. Uh, Because at that point, he's kind of like, He's weak, he's trying to escape, calls his pod. And then I love this scene, because we get a cut to (laughs) some guys in hazmat suits. They're cleaning up the crash site of Vegeta and Nappa's pods. And one of them, his line is, uh, let's get this thing loaded up so we can put it in a crate and claim it doesn't exist later. (laughs) Wow, that's very good. I thought that was hilarious. That's that's I mean, that's a very American sort of outlook on Mm -hmm. what would actually happen. Yeah, Vegeta's pod goes flying away. My thinking was like, okay, Nappa's pod is still there. That sucker's in Area 51. Oh, hell yeah. That's what they've been studying. That's what all those Naruto runners were going to find. <laughs> mm-hmm. Give us Nappa's pod, Date Bayo. <laughs> yeah, we need disclosure on Nappa's pod. <laughs> yes. And, and, how, and how all of our advancements are based on that. Yeah, that's right. You wouldn't have cell phones if it wasn't for Nappa's pod. But at the same time, all of his dirt's in there. That's true. All of his hidden his hidden items, mm-hmm. his personal effects. They're hidden behind, like, the panels on his seat. I don't know. I don't know what Nappa's reading in his leisure time. Maybe some uh, some saucy comics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we know he's got those five... Well, <laughs> only five DVDs. <laughs> he's only got the five DVDs. I forget what we said they were, but they're but there. he never gets tired of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming he also has like a, a small like wallet sized photo of Vegeta <laughs> hanging yeah. up in there. It's a candid photo. Maybe he's got a, he's got a picture picture of Planet Vegeta. Mm-hmm. He's got look. He's got letters from home mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from his from from his folks, Jesse the Saiyan Ventura, Nappa's Papa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, son. <laughs> I miss you. I miss you dearly. (laughs) The planet's just not the same without you, boy. Your mother and I have taken up missions on other planets for a while. We wish you were here slaughtering innocents with us. Signed, Nappa's Papa. Dear Papa, 
I'm glad you and mother are doing so well. I'm having a blast! Exclamation point, exclamation point. I've got a new partner named Vegeta. And although he can be quite callous, he's pretty cool. I can't believe they partnered me with the Prince of All Saiyans. Anyway, I hope our planet never gets destroyed. Love, Nappa's Papa's son, Nappa. Dear Nappa, so lovely getting correspondence from you as I sit here on the veranda of Planet Vegeta overlooking the Blood Lake. We've been visited by Lord Frieza yet again. He praised us for our efforts in conquering parts of the galaxy in order to broker deals for uh, useful planets. But something tells me he's still not happy. I talked to King Vegeta, who we've become friends since you and, and the prince have been working together, and your progress reports are lovely. I hear you're getting A's in all your subjects. Murdering, blasting, getting stronger day by day. But something tells me, son, this is going to be the last you ever hear from your old papa. And I just want to say, never stop lifting. And always, always fight with your heart. And remember your mother and I, Amy the body, the saying. <laughs> Love you very much. And remember, keep shaving that head. Love forever and ever. From the planet Vegeta to the ends of the universe, Nappa's Papa. Oh, yeah! Dear Papa, haven't heard from you in a while. Hope everything's okay on planet Vegeta. Hold on, wait a minute. I'm getting an alert. I'll finish this later once I see what it is. Nappa, you idiot! Our planet's been destroyed and you were writing a letter? What? You fool. No! My papa! I don't care my, about your My papa! mappa! <laughs> Which is my turn for mama! Put away these childish things, Nappa. Uh, we you're ripping a... up my note! You're a Saiyan warrior, not a Saiyan scribe. But Vegeta, your dad's dead too. <laughs> Don't you think I know that, Nappa? <laughs> Don't you think I know that? <laughs> it's okay to cry. <laughs> oh, no, it's not, Nappa. Yes, it's it is. Okay. I'm going to hold you tight till you let those tears out. Let go of me, you idiot. I'm going to squeeze the sadness out. <laughs> oh, when did you get so strong? This grief. <laughs> I'm filled with grief and, and like a bunch of creatine. Grief fatigue. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, we've got bloods waves and we've got grief fatigue. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the two the two pillars of Saiyan strength. <laughs> we just need two more. <laughs> wink wink. <laughs> so Vegeta, as his pod comes in, he's just barely crawling to it. Krillin going is going over to try and stop him. Krillin himself is very hurt. He's grabbing his arm. As all busted up heroes do. Which now that I'm thinking about it, why is he holding his arm like that? But aside from the show pain, it's it's a very sort of like wrestling thing of like, oh, let me grab a thing to show mm -hmm. that I'm hurt, even though it wouldn't make any sense. Like, my arm's broken. Are you holding it in place? Is it gonna fall off if you let go? 
<laughs> so are you suggesting he should have pulled a piccolo and just ripped it off? <laughs> I'm just saying, what, what is he, why, why is he holding his arm? I'll say this. Having separated my shoulder, not once, but twice, it is a weird reaction because I, I, did, I did the same thing. I landed on uh, like my shoulder once during a basketball practice, separated my shoulder pretty badly. And when I got up, I held it against my arm. Like I, I held it against my side to keep it from moving because the moving hurt. Mm. So I don't know if that's what Krillin's doing. Uh, I don't know the extent of his injury. I don't know if he got physio or, or, or what. So, Okay. Look, I'm a very soft person. <laughs> I've been in a singular fight. I've never broken a bone. I'm going. So, yes. There you go. My, my curiosity has been satisfied. And I can talk about how much I hate Krillin having a katana. <laughs> it looks, it's a bad look. He looks insane. It doesn't insane. look good. It almost feels like he's given up to a degree. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it seems like vengeance has consumed him in this moment. And, and it's like hard to see a not cheerful or optimistic Krillin. It's really like if any of the Z fighters picked up a gun. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. Guys, energy blasts destroy planets, I understand, but let's, come on. But Krillin, (laughs) an assault rifle? Krillin, you don't need all those bazookas, those are launches. (laughs) We all know only one character in Dragon Ball is allowed, is the only one with a gun license. Exactly. She waited the 14 days. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she gets, look, she goes and she gets her check-ins every year. She redoes the uh, handling course every six months. She's on top of it. She's constantly at the range. Mm-hmm. She's always got the safety on. Finger's never on the trigger. Unless she's got killing intent. And, uh, well, she always says killing intent. <laughs> I was going to say either killing intent or intent to keep Tien safe. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I hate Krillin with a katana. Don't like the look. It upsets me. And, and with that katana, Krillin is ready to, to exact revenge and stop Vegeta from hurting anybody else in the future. But look, this is where my title comes in, because Goku kind of makes an appeal to Krillin to, 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 to show him mercy using Piccolo as an example of how even the most evil beings that we face, if we show them compassion, they can come around. No! Oh, wow, really? You didn't get Not like an impassioned no. speech from Go- Goku being like, mm. Krillin, remember Piccolo? <laughs> He was our he was our worst enemy, and then he you know look at him now he's our and then Krillin finishes the sentence he's like he's our friend you're right and then at the very end of all <laughs> no, of this <laughs> it's a complete opposite oh my god also Goku goes Krillin think about it I'm a Saiyan too I was like this is that your Saiyan blood has nothing to do with this Goku don't bring that into this <laughs> yeah it's not it's not a race thing Goku. <laughs> How dare the English version hide the true intent of Goku? Oh, hell yeah. We get, look, we get what's really going on in here. Here, Here's some choice quotes. Goku starts off, this is the only thing I'll ever ask for myself. And then goes on and, you know, goes on saying, please, please spare Vegeta. Because, quote, when I saw him nearly dead, there I thought to myself, what a waste. Vegeta's stronger than me, and it got me happy and excited. 
So the whole reasoning, the real reasoning, why Goku wants Vegeta alive is like, I want to fight him again. Oh, my God. The truth of Goku. Wow. That was the only reason. And they and like I can get like I'm sure they played like this big sappy music during this whole thing because they oh absolutely lie. yeah so it's sappy music was like please I just want to uh, let him live so I can beat him up again please that's, please that is you know that's like the subtext that we all know about Goku but for him to come out and say it in this moment yeah. in particular it's regular text now oh my god that's hard that's hard to hear. <laughs> Because it divorces Goku from every single thing that has happened. Like, all all of the friends that are dead. Like, that doesn't matter to him that Vegeta killed them. And that, that's Krillin's argument. It, but Goku does at least admit he's like, he's like, look, I know this isn't the right thing to do. I know he killed all our friends. But please, I am only asking for this one thing. And I'm Come like, on. yeah, Goku's fairly unselfish fairly fairly unselfish later on (laughs) yeah but i'm gonna say later on this is the start yeah this is where it starts for goku being like "Uh, i got he's like scratching he's like i gotta fight somebody strong (laughs) come on now give me give me a strong fighter come on give me your strongest rock (laughs) if you give goku a vegeta is how this book starts he's gonna ask for for a ginyu force Mm mm-hmm and then, you know, it's just going to escalate. He's going to, all right, you got this Ginyu Force. Let me see a Frieza. <laughs> oh, that Frieza didn't work out? Oh, give me, come on, give me a cell. Come on now. Oh, give me a heart androids disease. are looking tasty. I, <laughs> this, is, this is the truth. Goku spared Vegeta because he needed a sparring partner because he knew these chump earthlings weren't going to get mustered <laughs> anymore. At get-togethers, luau's, barbecues, uh, potlucks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. birthday parties. Yeah, it's all food related. Let's mm-hmm, be honest. Mm-hmm. Do you think Goku just eyes down Android eighteen, just like, oh, I'm gonna fight you so bad? Girl's like, what did you say, Goku? Uh, nothing. Uh, Android eighteen, can you help me with something in the kitchen? <laughs> and then they're just like, they're just in a closet, just like threatening each other, <laughs> doing close quarters combat. Yeah, in the yeah, closet. yeah. Oh, I'm gonna beat the. I'm gonna beat the garbage out of you, you <laughs> fucking robot. You were so much stronger. You were so much stronger when you were part of Cell. <laughs> Krillin's just the answer. Like, has anyone seen 18? I haven't seen Goku around either. And everyone's like, yeah, everybody else knows. <laughs> They're touching their fingers together. <laughs> He's getting fight cooked. I would use mark that bingo card. I haven't said that in a while. Yeah, we haven't said that in a while. It's gone out of fashion. The the calling of someone, not the act. Yeah, the. <laughs> but that's that's the argument, right? Krillin's he's he's like, all right, Goku, I'm not going to kill Vegeta. Quote, you've got the right to ask for something for yourself. And I'm like, of course, Krillin. If Krillin is going to like put the world in danger to save his crush, yeah. <laughs> of course, he's not going to kill Vegeta. Exactly, because his bro to- tells him not to. This is, I mean, this maps almost a hundred percent to uh, where we're where we'll be a year and change from now. Yeah, personalities and like modus operandi are are getting set here. It, it's still so wild that that's the one thing that he asked for. Because he, uh, I think, I mean, aside from seconds, I mean, it makes sense now that your title doesn't have mercy anywhere in it. 
and mine, that's the only focus. <laughs> I think they must have done that to counter the original, like counter yours. They had to be like, an English audience is going to freak out if they just think this guy is this selfish. So at the end of the day, I don't think poorly of Goku. But at the same time, I've always had this idea of like, he's always, we know he's always itching for a fight. That's his mm-hmm. main concern. He wants to fight. So it doesn't seem out of character, but at the same time, I don't. He's done a lot. He saved the world a bunch. Yeah. Let him have it. It works out well in the end. Yeah, I guess it's a long, there's a long tail on that. Yeah, it's a, it's a real John Connor situation. You got to save Vegeta so you can get a Trunks. Exactly. Oh, I mean, if it, if saving a Vegeta then gets us a Trunks later, I'm down with it. Worth, I know. I do like uh, Vegeta's line as he Ooh, give it. is floating up. <clears throat> when I return to this planet, you'll all suffer. I'll, I'll stare into your eyes. The life leaves you. And then he flies away. That seemed like he had that in the back pocket. Oh, yeah. he. I mean, he was just, in my mind, he's pulling out zingers in the remaining back pocket. And he's just like, ah, this one works. <laughs> mine, is, my, mine is quicker. So as he's flying away, quote, Remember this well, you trash. There aren't going to be any more miracles. What? <laughs> there aren't going to be any more miracles? Sorry, insane clown posse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, shaggy too dope. <laughs> Sorry, George Michaels. Sorry, Denzel Washington. <laughs> Sorry, the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. Oh, Sorry, no. the that one U.S. Olympic team <laughs> in hockey. Sorry, Elm Street. <laughs> Sorry, 34th Street. <laughs> Is what I think I was trying I th- to say. I think that's what it, yes. Nightmare. I mean, look, there will be nightmares. So Elm Street, get back here. <laughs> You're in the group. Yeah, what was I thinking? Miracle on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Christmas version where Freddy... <laughs> He's, you think he's trying to murder children, but he's like, nope, once a year. <laughs> once a year. Sa- okay, here's my pitch all right, for all right. Miracle on Elm Street. Freddy inhabits the dreams of Santa Claus, accidentally kills him. He's like, oh, shit, I really fucked up. Now I gotta be Santa Claus. You know, he does a dumb <laughs> pun. Um, and then it's him going into people's dreams to give them the gift. He's like, I can't make toys, but I can give them, I can at least give them good dreams. Ho, 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 bitch. <laughs> yeah. It, it's scary at first. It's very scary. <laughs> yeah. But then it's a good, tur- yeah, it's a good twist. Oh. Uh, but look, the day after, he's like, enjoy this silent night <laughs> for tomorrow. The nightmares, it's a, get ready for a new a uh, scrappy new year. <laughs> sorry. I've been nice for a whole day. I'm, I, the, the, the puns aren't coming to me. I'm sorry. I'm glad we found that. That was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Miracle on Elm Street. Let's get it only on NBC. <laughs> only, on, only on NBC All Access. Mm-hmm. It's on Peacock. <laughs> we'll be available on Voodoo <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> Uh, we can't leave this scene without talking about that quick cut to King Kai, who's like mm. relieved. He's like, oh, finally, they defeated the Saiyans. Goku went beyond what I thought he was capable of. He sure is impressive. But. But. 
like he, he foreshadows that there is an even more terrible force in the universe that is going to arrive that the uh, the Z fighters will have to face. So, uh, ooh, we're going to Namek, baby. Or there mm-hmm. might be someone in between that I'm forgetting that King Kai is referencing. He says, quote, this won't this won't weed out the root of all evil. The root of all evil. Yeah, money. Yeah. <laughs> Goku's going to fight capitalism next. Oh, his greatest opponent. Put in a big old soup plate. I mean, down the road, yes. He does. He does fight capitalism yes. almost directly at times. <laughs> we have some email. Email. We've got email. Aaron is going to read some email from all our great fans. Master Researcher Nick writes to us again saying, So, I don't know much about biology. Much like that song. Mm -hmm. But I do know family matters. In one of the late season episodes... Urkel built a cloning device that could duplicate both people and objects like bowling balls and socks. (laughs) With that level of sophistication, it's feasible that Popeye's nephews, who came a decade after Donald's nephews, 30s versus 40s, could still sport the anchor tattoos as imperfect clones that were shrunk down for one reason or another. As for Dub Goku's attitude, Funimation was really concerned about audiences liking Goku, which is why Goku acts more like Superman in the old dub. This is also why the ocean dub called Bardock a brilliant scientist, so as to draw parallels with Jor-El. Hmm. Ah. Getting into what we took, yeah, getting into this episode a little bit. But either way, both Sub and Dub Gokus were right to spare Vegeta. Without him, Frieza would have killed them all on Namek. No point in giving links to what if Krillin killed Vegeta on Earth slash Namek, because they all end poorly. And then I guess there's a bit of an edit, because this is a, a little bit of an older email. So, not one week after I originally wrote this, YouTuber Carthus Dojo, uh, C-A-R-T-H-U Dojo, actually went and made what if Goku killed Vegeta in the Saiyan Saga, and it, so far, doesn't bite him in the ass. Fuck me, right? Nah, never. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Look. But hey, keep fighting. Keep fighting. Master Researcher Nick. Thank you. Yeah. Of course E-mails. they changed it. And of close cloning technology works like that. I, I, I got to throw my hands up. That's what the research decrees. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. I can't fact check this. No, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. For us, yeah. neither none of you should either. None either. of you should either because Nick did all that hard work. So we didn't have to. Completely forgot about Urkel making the clone machine. <laughs> I, I just like uh, the things that were mentioned in that email that were cloned. Bowling balls and socks. The the, the things we need more of. Uh-huh. Socks, I understand, because you're always losing them. Bowling mm-hmm. balls, not sure. Guess that ball return ain't working. I feel like that's a very 80s, 90s sitcom thing. It's like, bowling, people do that. I'm like, mm-hmm. no. Bowlings are for first and or second dates. The I know you're a fan of bowling. I'm a huge fan of bowling. Me not so much, but I and I'll say this, having having used to go bowling quite frequently, uh I've witnessed a lot of first dates, like clearly first date bowling <laughs> nights. They don't go very well. Don't it's, bowl on a first date. But I'll I can tell when it's a second date because they're more relaxed. And the uh, 
usually if it's a if it's a a guy and a girl, the guy is far less um, nervous about trying to do well. <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen, I've seen, I've seen some guys trying to be nice gentlemen. They they throw the they throw the game in the seventh set. They're just like, oh, I got two gutter balls in a row. I guess our score is going to be a lot closer than it was before because it's not fun to lose. <laughs> They're Vince perfect first date go. Oh, perfect. You know that thing you haven't been on in a decade. Uh, perfect first date would be. What's your go to? What are your advice for the gals and guys and folks out there? I I always think you know if you if you keep that first date, keep that meal a little short. Maybe do an earlier dinner, and then you maybe go for a walk or go to a an event like an, an outdoor event. Something that gets you gets you talking about things around you, so you can kind of feel out who this person is, what they're into, what they don't like, uh if if they're into people watching or you know some some of the some of the general fun things that you like to do, try to try to inject a little bit of that. Don't just say let's go to dinner, eat dinner and then let it be it. Say so, how about how about we do dinner and uh we go for a walk or let's go for a walk and then go to dinner or I I'm I'm only speaking mostly to the people that live in a met- metropolitan area with it that is uh, doable. But I don't know. Don't go axe throwing. Don't do it. That's a office activity. That's what your office goes and does. If you want to take somebody to a speakeasy, they've already been there. <laughs> That's my big my big thing, having single friends who uh, go to the same or went to the same speakeasies like Almost every week because everybody thought that they were being unique. But yeah, just keep it low stakes on that first date. Make it casual. Don't make it last forever. And uh, yeah, leave leave them wanting a little bit more. Along those lines, might I recommend a museum? Yes, that's one that I think is is good. And again, like you need some you need a, you need something to re- that both of you can talk about. Yeah, and the museum's just chock full of that stuff. And it can't be like a movie because there's so many hits no, and misses with a movie. Yeah, don't, don't movie. Don't movie the first date. That's a regular say. relationship kind of thing. Once yeah. you're in a relationship, you can drag somebody to a movie. Yeah. <laughs> or in my case, you just start going to movies by yourself. <laughs> Rural's tough. And I know this from experience. A park. Yeah. Park's good. Mm-hmm. Get on the swings. Everyone loves that. You get talk get to talking about your childhood, games that you mm-hmm. played, or you a hopscotch kid, four square kid, were you a monkey bar monster, a tire swing titan, a sliding savage? <laughs> uh, very good. I can't I cannot top that and I won't. But I will say if you want to write to us and get those hotting those hot hot dating tips from men who haven't <laughs> who haven't done it dates in a very long time <laughs> uh you can do so by writing to us at kame house party pod at gmail.com you can also find us on the big three social media data mining sites uh, twitter facebook and instagram mm-hmm. you know we're still doing our streams uh every thursday around 8 p.m twitch.tv slash kame house party uh, come join us. I forget. I think we're doing something more anime-ish this week, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. I don't remember the name of the game, but it's... I, I think it's, it's involving Mecha. Yeah, it's definitely from Japan. And it's definitely cel-shaded. And uh, just on the on the streams, you can always catch 
the archives of those streams on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, search Kame House Party, you can find it there. And uh, as always, thank you for spending your time listening to the pod, hanging out with us, being great uh, fans and engaging with us on social media. Uh, it's always great. And thank you for supporting our other efforts, like uh, the Thinking Too Hard About anime podcast and all of our guest appearances on other podcasts recently. It's really great to see the support. And um, <clears throat> Oh, wait, we just, um, we just passed 50,000 downloads, which is insane. Amazing. That's that's ridiculous. Thank y'all so terrifying. much. Terrifying. 50,000 downloads? Uh, that's too many. How? <laughs> Who? Why? Where? And, and of course, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. That's insane. And it's all because of y'all. Yeah. And without further ado, no matter if you are trying to justify your <laughs> your desire to fight somebody or you're calling them a dirtbag, you gotta <laughs> Keep five.